This Israel report is brought to you by the Blue Agency. Your Israel property is in good hands. Owning properties in Israel can be a great investment, but challenging to manage if you're based abroad. The Blue Agency will manage every aspect of your property, finding and vetting tenants, maintaining your property and getting it rental ready, negotiating contracts and collecting rentals, reporting back to you regularly. The Blue Agency has built a reputation for trust and confidentiality over 20 years. The Blue Agency, your Israel property is in good hands. Contact us at www.thebueagency.com. The Israel Report with Rolene Marks. Rolene Marks, Bokitov, good morning. How are you? Bokitov, all good and yourself. I am well, thank you. Feeling strong. Good. Yeah. So I'm feeling strong as well, Rolene, but I am just getting more and more perturbed about what we are seeing happening, and particularly in Tel Aviv, where we had a situation over Yom Kippur that you and I spoke about last week, where the Tel Aviv municipality did not grant permission to have separate gender prayer services. You and I then spoke about Rabbi D, who's going to have this service in Tel Aviv, and uh, that, unfortunately... We thought it was a very, very elegant solution, you and me, and uh, it certainly turned out that it was not. Tell us what happened. Well, this is a, a, an incident that has really upset people across the religious divides. It happened yesterday in Tel Aviv. Rabbi D, many of you are, are familiar with him. He endured uh, an unimaginable tragedy earlier this year when his wife and two daughters were murdered by Palestinian terrorists. And uh, he really has been a voice of uh, positivity through the uh, unimaginable. He really has been somebody who's, who's been advocating for unity, uh, a voice that is very, very needed now. Because as you and I discussed, and there was a message to the studio that I want to uh, address that particularly upset me last week, is that we see this growing chasm uh, not just in Israel, but in the diaspora as well, between secular and religious. So uh, we know what happened on Yom Kippur. This was Kol Nidre, uh, Rosh Yehudi, an organization that organized to have an open-air service, something that was popular during the pandemic. And the agreement was, because it's in a public space, no mechitza. They then subsequently put up a mechitza, uh, and uh, there were some protesters, not all protesters, because I think the danger is labeling mm, the mm. protest movement As one. Uh, with, the mm. same, uh, with the same with the same label as uh, these extremists basically trampled through it and, and protested it and things got physical. Now, yesterday, Rabbi D held a solution, which I think is a, is a great solution, to have a, a section that had a mechitza that, you know, um, uh, followed traditional orthodox observances and an area for people who preferred a, a more egalitarian service. The problem is he didn't get a permit to hold the event. He held it without a, a, a permit. And the Tel Aviv municipality came to dismantle the Mechitza. And there was one, and I hope he's been identified because it was caught on camera, uh, unmentionable, who just basically 
uh, run ramshod through it and actually bashed uh, Rabbi D with his shoulder. And then things got into a, a screaming match from there. Some eyewitnesses said, you know, it was pretty peaceful where, where they were and the, and the press is making a hot lotion out of it. Uh, but from the video footage I saw, I saw this person, we don't know if he was from the municipality, we don't know if he was a lone protester, we don't know if he was an errant Meshuganah that like, uh, rambled through and um, shouldered the rabbi out of the way. Now, this has been condemned by the prime minister, uh, by many around Israel who have said not only is Rabbi D a figure of somebody who, who has endured horrific tragedy, uh, and this is absolutely unnecessary. We've had had condemnations from members of the protest movement saying this is not what we stand for. Uh, we are not here to politicize religious uh, issues. Our issues are the uh, judicial overhauls or reforms, uh, not religious uh, division. But what this has spurred on, of course, is further division, and, and, and I've seen this language that I, I really, really hate, this, you know, uh, racist leftist and uh, leftist anti-Semite, and, and this kind of language being leveled at each other. Then we cut to another incident yesterday, which uh, saw a tourist from the USA in the Israel Museum, this is the, the museum in Jerusalem, smash uh, Roman era statues, very, very valuable statues, saying that uh, they offended his religious sensibilities. Now, from where I'm sitting, I'm seeing these divisions, this uh, horrific, uh, these horrific divides getting bigger and bigger and bigger. How do we bring everybody back to sanity where we stop with the rhetoric, whether it's a, a difference of political opinions or a difference of where we stand on the religious spectrum. I am a secular Jew. Um, my personal preference is not to go to an egalitarian uh, service. I prefer a more traditional service, but I am still a, a, a secular Jew, which I think um, is emblematic of many of us around the country and in the diaspora, where do I stand? Where do, where do people like me stand in the middle of this argument? Yeah, and it's interesting because I also had a conversation with a, a secular Jew in Tel Aviv yesterday, and, and he said to me, he's devastated by this because his comment was, and maybe it is the South African influence because he is uh, ex-South African, and he said to me, uh, you know, the whole idea of, of liberalism is that you do you. So if you want to go to a service that is separate gender, uh, separately gendered, then that's that's what we should be allowing. Wh who are we as as sort of secular Jews to determine y how you worship? And and it's it, it's kind of. Uh, but then he went on to say, but hold on, is there the same condemnation when um, when when young girls are. Are maybe spat at or told uh, that they need to go to the back of the bus. Is there the same condemnation from members of the Haredi world when that happens? And and I happen to think there is. I I, I, I happen to think we do speak. Well, maybe we speak about all of these equally. Uh, I'm not sure if the press 
in Israel does or doesn't. But it, it's really becoming a major concern that this whole notion of respect for somebody else just seems to be falling away. Is this because there's no constitution that recognizes these values? Is it because uh, we, we seem to have forgotten in Israel what those shared values are? What has gone so wrong? Is it because the secular Jews or many secular Jews, not all, have been, have felt so disrespected maybe by religious Jews or Rabbanut over the years that this is just something that's bubbled uh, to the surface? <laughs> I don't know what these answers are, but I know that if we don't do something major about it as Jews in Israel and Jews around the world, we're heading towards a very, very unhappy place. Well, this is why I think conversations like you and I have are very, very important. Uh, you know, when we look at how we are judged in, in the outside world, uh, and we've often said it in the last eight decades or so, where we were rounded up and sent to, to, to death camps or on death marches, nobody made the distinction between Haredi and secular. You know, when we are told that we don't deserve a, a homeland of our own today, uh, or that it should cease to exist. Nobody should. Nobody puts the division along what stream of Judaism mm, you mm. Uh, you, you follow. And, and also, Tel Aviv has enjoyed this reputation of being a warm, a welcoming city where we uh, celebrate that it welcomes, uh, you know, uh, LGBTQ pride and, and a whole host of other events. Why aren't you respecting your fellow Jew when they choose to pray in a traditional Orthodox uh, way? Uh, you know, you, you can't cherry pick which causes you are, are tolerant of. You've got to respect everybody, and that includes respecting the right of uh, more observant or, or Haredi, because I also think I don't want to label everybody as Haredi because mm, that's a mm. stream of its own. We have so many streams of Judaism, and Israel has always been, at least uh, uh, until about... Um, six or so months ago has always been a place where we've tolerated if you want to spend Shabbat doing downward dog, do you. If you want to spend it in a yeshiva, that's a whole other uh, uh, story and that's also welcome. That's something we've always prided ourselves uh, on and, and now we have this. Now last week somebody messaged into the studio saying, you know, I have to wonder where, uh, where the secular Jews are welcome or will be welcome in Olam Haba. That, let me tell you something. The, the person was anonymous, of Olam Haba is, uh, sorry, Rolene, Olam Haba is the world to come. Sort of, is there a place? The question was, is there a place for secular Jews in the world to come? That is, is particularly upsetting because that's saying, you know, you Jews who, who, who do not worship a certain way are, are, are not welcome, you know, when you pass away, you're not welcome uh, in the world to come. You're not welcome to uh, heavenly bounty. And, and that was disturbing. And you and I had a, a similar issue years ago where the issue of um, egalitarian prayer at the Kotel was discussed. And we, we said, maybe it's not our way of, of doing things, but we have to respect that there has to be a place for everybody, uh, and, and I was told as a secular Jewish woman, you are not welcome. Uh, the, 
this language is extremely, extremely upsetting and divisive. So, How do yeah. we get back to sanity? So I've seen the Jerusalem Post. They did a survey and they said, uh, and I think it came from uh, from from uh, the from my roof, and it said the issue of the this disruption of the service on Yom Kippur. Uh, they did the survey and they said nearly three quarters of Israelis believe that it is not legitimate to prevent or disturb prayer in public spaces, according to a new poll that was released today. Those who said that the protest against prayer is illegitimate uh, made up the vast uh, the the protest against prayer is illegitimate it was eighty percent or even more of. Uh, traditional religious and Haredi sectors and uh, more than half of secular Jews felt the same. Only 12% felt that of, of the total felt that it was okay to disturb the, the prayer. So I guess that's maybe a little bit um, reassuring that only 12% of Israelis surveyed felt it was okay. I, it's still n- not, ins- not an insignificant number, but it uh, at least the vast majority of Israelis are not comfortable with this. No, we're not comfortable with this. And who disturbs a person who is praying peacefully? Who does that? Mm, mm. So, Rolene, so what, what, I mean, th- th- this can't be successful uh, in terms of a way forward without both sides of this. I, I mean, to some extent, this is what we've been calling it all, all along is, is a divide between the um, secular and religious Jews. And it's not all secular because, as you're saying, you're somebody who identifies as secular but prefers to, to pray in a traditional separated um, service. So, so it's not really that simple. But the reality is unless all parties decide on a way forward, um, it, it's, it's not going to improve. Surely Tel Aviv municipality has a role. If they say, no, this is now going to be legal, you can pray if you choose to in a separate service or you can pray in an egalitarian service, whatever you want to do, as, as it's, uh, this friend said to me yesterday, you do you. Um, if Surely if Tel Aviv municipality endorse it, then that's an important step forward. But they, who I think have largely caused a lot of this, uh, seem to be missing in action now. Well, it comes from the very top. It's going to come from all of our leaders, all of them, without exception, uh, that uh, we need to to move towards unity. We need to stop this divisive leftist, rightist uh, rhetoric. And we have to start looking at the bigger picture. And, and how would I think it starts with conversations like we are having right now between you and me? And hopefully we've influenced people out there who are listening to stop and take a beat and, 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 and consider the bigger picture before uh, texting, talking and acting. And that is where we leave it. Strong words indeed and a very important conversation. I'd love your thoughts on it. 34519 or 0618951019. Rolene Marks wishing you a Shabbat Shalom. And we, of course, will catch you next week. That Israel Report was brought to you by the Blue Agency. Your Israel property is in good hands.
Owning properties in Israel can be a great investment, but challenging to manage if you're based abroad. The Blue Agency will manage every aspect of your property, finding and vetting tenants, maintaining your property and getting it rental ready, negotiating contracts and collecting rentals, reporting back to you regularly. The Blue Agency has built a reputation for trust and confidentiality over 20 years. The Blue Agency, your Israel property is in good hands. Contact us at www.thebluagency.com.